What's Better Today and welcome to the Leadership Advantage podcast by Dr. John Kenworthy. The Leadership Advantage isn't some magic pill or silver bullet to instant success as a leader, but I'm sharing the art and neuroscience of hacking expert leadership to unstuck your potential in life and work. Hey there, and welcome to this edition of the Leadership Advantage. And this episode, I'm talking about how to waste your time writing a career plan and what you need to do instead. Where do you see yourself in five years' time? This insidious little question invites the interviewee to begin a little game that finishes as a belief built on sand. You guess what your prospective employer wants to hear, and then you give it to them. It's almost, almost as bad as your aunt's favourite. What do you want to be when you grow up? The myriad branching possibilities when you are 12 or 13 years old seem to lead in opposite directions, and all equally tempting. By the time you hit the renowned midlife crisis, when you are theoretically equipped to make better choices, in reality your 20s and 30s wide-eyed optimism has usually been replaced by a more cynical outlook on jobs and the workplace. And that midlife crisis, it seems to be happening earlier and earlier. In this episode, I'm going to take a look at some of the many buts that prevent people from career planning for themselves, and then I shall propose an alternative to career planning that will help you get started pursuing what you really want to do. But I do give you fair warning, there are a lot of buts in here. I wasn't surprised that no hands went up at this workshop. A couple of Gen Xers and the rest millennials, not a single one of them, had a career plan. In most workshops, I'll see maybe two hands tentatively raised when I ask who has a personal career plan. It seems that most people like to leave their future career in the hands of others their whims and fancies, rather than do something as arduous as think about what they would like to be doing in a few years' time. It's hardly surprising that Gallup's State of the Global Workplace report from 2017 finds that 85% of employees are disengaged. Why would you be engaged in your work if you felt as if you were going nowhere that you really wanted to go? So in this workshop, they shared their butts with me as to why they did not have a career plan. Maybe you have these butts too. But... There's no point in planning 
when the world is changing so rapidly. Of course, there are problems in career planning. It's difficult enough to think about 20 or 30 years ahead. Interestingly, I find that the older you are, the easier it is. But that is not so critical. The problem is that we struggle to plan into a future that we anticipate is going to be very, utterly, completely different from today. Just go back 10 years and I suspect that not a single person had an actual career plan that included social media, either as a tool or as a job itself, let alone being an app developer, an Uber driver, YouTube sensation, a drone operator, data scientist, genetic counsellor or a cybersecurity chief. That the world will be very different in 10 years' time is, though, not an excuse not to plan. Rather, it's a reality to consider and allow yourself to change your plans and remain agile with the ever-changing world outside. But, isn't it HR's job to plan my career? Sure, why not? And whilst you're letting them do that for you, how about they choose your life partner? You'll be spending less time with them than at your job. But it's still a pretty major decision. Best to abdicate that to someone who cares so deeply about your personal well-being, happiness and sense of meaning. Hmm. But it's so difficult to know what I will want to be doing in the future. Hmm. Um, if you read The Road Less Travelled by M. Scott Peck, it starts, life is difficult. What is most surprising is that for many people, this is a revelation. Go to any business networking event or meet a potential client or a recruiter especially during the current economic situation, and they will be moaning incessantly about the enormity of their problems, burdens or difficulties, as if life should be easy. When I was a teenager, I dreamed of being a top chef. I imagined being a chef until I happily died, probably drunk in the kitchen, having slipped and broken my fall on the corner of a stove with my head. In my early 20s, I was ready happily shifting my thoughts to management and a slightly easier life. By my late 20s, I was writing computer code and planning on that as my new career path. I could go on. Sure, plan for 20 years ahead or more, but changes are allowed. It is your career, your life, your future. But I'd rather leave my career to chance. Actually, no one ever says that. Uh, they don't use those actual words, but without any sort of plan on your part, that is exactly what you're doing. You are at the effect of the external environment, the world, other people, and something the world calls luck. If your luck is good, we'll put that down to good karma or synchronicity and enjoy the benefits. 
If bad, we're more likely to blame others and be miserable. If you happen to have happened upon the perfect career, thoroughly enjoy it, find meaning in it, and this is going to continue until you choose to retire, then you will be highly engaged, love what you do, and probably won't be planning to change anything. You can probably stop listening now. If you have yet to have that good fortune, well-deserved karma, meaningful coincidence to happen upon that perfect position, then maybe, just maybe, a plan might help you. What I have discovered over the decades I have lived is that the more I plan and work toward achieving the plan goals, the luckier I get. Oh, but what if it doesn't happen? Uh, particularly for those just embarking on their journey. Success in a career is a place far, far, far away. We may have wonderful dreams about it and a delightfully crafted goal, but as the days, weeks and months go by and success doesn't appear to be any closer, many people throw in the towel and give up because success is impossible. We'll then criticise it. Anyone who achieves success whom we deem less worthy is the subject of our scorn and contempt. They don't deserve it, or they were lucky. But why do I have to plan anyway? Can't I just see what happens and then simply change jobs? You know, everyone, everybody I know has a story about someone they know, or usually they know someone who knows someone, who got their big break. The telephone sales guy spotted in a mall by a movie producer and became an instant star. The busker in the subway found by the record label. Or the crazy inventor who made gold from apple seeds. But how do I know how to get ready for when opportunity comes my way if I don't know when it's coming or what it is. Hmm. We've all had bad bosses. You've had a bad boss. Perhaps they micromanage you, or they think punishment is motivating, or they can't communicate easily or clearly, and they never seem to have time for you. Well, they took an opportunity that presented itself, and they weren't ready. See, it's not difficult to learn how to lead and delegate effectively. It's not beyond you to understand what motivates people. It's easy enough to find training on communication and practice it. And there's more on time management and prioritisation than all of them. Yet somehow that boss neglected to put any effort at all into developing the knowledge and skills. Yes, they were lucky enough to be chosen, maybe conniving, maybe astute, maybe simply related to the right person, but they weren't ready. If it's a previous boss, you probably left that job because they weren't ready. If it's your current boss, hmm, you're likely thinking of quitting because they weren't ready. So here's something to bear in mind. 
if you're not ready, you will be a bad boss too. See, a plan should be designed to help you be ready for when opportunity happens to knock. Ah, but what if my lucky break is for something that I'm not prepared for anyway, since I can't foresee the future? Ah, good point. See, what's really interesting that I find is that viewed in 2020 hindsight, that seemingly sharp turn off course you took makes absolute sense. And you can see why it worked and why you were actually ready for it, even though it wasn't part of your original plan. See, some people find my own shift from cooking to IT to coaching as strange. But when you consider that cooking is really just about recipes and coding is really just about um, recipes and of course coaching and training is really well it's really just about um, recipes see that is cooking is taking some ingredients and combining them in a specific way using particular equipment to produce a particular dish or result computers of course are completely different they need specific instructions in a coding language Mm, ingredients in a specific order uh, method for a particular output or result. Well, okay, so training and coaching is taking specific knowledge ingredients in a particular order, in particular circumstances, a method to achieve a particular result. You see, if you had tasted my mum's grey, mushy Brussels sprouts, her burnt topside and lumpy gravy. You might not think yourself to be fortunate, but my lucky break was that my mum hated to cook and was especially bad at it, causing me to save my taste buds and get in the kitchen to learn. And what I've learned, the way I've learned, is what I still use to this day, just different ingredients. <laughs> Sometimes you're more ready than you realize because the skills you've developed, the talents that you have, are actually very transferable. Okay, but what if what I want to do is something in the future that has absolutely nothing to do with my past? You know the danger when you look back at your past jobs and the skills and talents you used to get where you are today is to think that they form a straight line to determine your future. They almost certainly do not. And some could even be undermining your potential future. See, if I'd left my career choice to my father, I would have been a dentist. If I were based on my studies and my exam results, it would have been something far less lucrative. So how do I plan if I don't plan? If planning is a waste of time, how do I plan? Well, I'm so glad that you asked. See, we're not going to plan exactly, but we are creating a roadmap for gaining control over your career. 
The first step you need to go on with is to start by brainstorming the impact you wish to make in this world. You want to be working in an organisation or for yourself with a mission, values and culture that align with your own. Take a little sidebar here. You'd be surprised by how many self-employed people and entrepreneurs are not doing something that aligns with their own personal mission, culture and values, often because they haven't found a way to make money out of it and hence compromise one or even all three in the pursuit of filthy mammon. Hmm. Anyway, oftentimes people who successfully build a career that they love is that they genuinely believe their work makes a positive contribution to society. So as you are brainstorming, ask yourself three questions. Number one, what changes does the world need most? That is something that your skills, your knowledge or your experience could contribute towards. Number two, what makes you sad or angry about the state of the world? And what could you do to make it better? And third, what gives you the greatest joy in life? And before you start on me and say, but John, changing the world is a little ambitious. Yes, the problems that you care about are huge and complex. And maybe, maybe you can't see yourself making a significant difference. So remember, what matters is not necessarily the size of your impact. Rather, it's that you are making a positive contribution at all. Once you have a good or some idea about the impact you want to make in the world, you're going to consider your own contribution. Then you'll be talking about your long-term needs and then a vision for yourself. But rather than make this an extra long episode that overwhelms you, here's what I suggest. Take that first action step to brainstorm what impact you want to make in this world. Answering those three questions, which you'll find on the show notes as well, as well as you can. Then write to me by email and ask me for the rest of the guide. Simply ask and I will reply with a PDF that you can use to guide you through this process of establishing a roadmap for gaining control over your career. When you've finished, you'll have a very clear idea of what you will be doing to contribute to making an impact in this world that is meaningful for you and how you are going to get there. It becomes your command intent. My personal intended impact? Mine's deliciously broad and just five words now, yet it's simultaneously loaded with meaning for me and my team anyway. It is impact lives, visit interesting places. I'll share more about it in the guide. Remember, brainstorm those three questions on the impact you want to see in the world and then write and ask me for the guide to continue. I hope you've enjoyed that. 
Be blessed, and I'll see you again soon. Bye for now. Oh, are you still here? Another late sidebar. Before you leave, remember I mentioned that your current position, skills, and past don't determine your future. Let me share a secret with you about what can have a big impact for you. When someone is looking to fill a vacancy for any position higher than, you know, cannon fodder, they do not start by asking who has the ideal skill set, attitude, character, aligned values, history and qualifications for this position. No, what they ask is, who do we know who? Remember, it's not your qualifications or your experience that will get you that position. It's whether you are known to the people who get asked that question. I hope that you really enjoyed this episode and we'll share some highlights with the people you care about most. My team and I are working on a series of exciting new projects in this art and neuroscience of hacking expert leadership to unstuck your true potential in life and work. To learn more, visit leadershipadvantage.com or just search for Dr. John Kenworthy and connect with me.